Paul, what profession would you like to see a comically large wrestler take part in? Professional spy. <laughs> yeah, it would have a sort of Statham effect. Remember the movies where, <laughs> what was that movie, Killer Elite, where Statham has to go oh, undercover yeah. in various contexts? I'm just a doctor. Gracias. <laughs> Don't worry about me. Turn into Michael Caine. Yeah, I think maybe a, a spy, but in an Asian country for Hulk Hogan. That would, I think, that would really put his skills to the test. <laughs> Domo Arigato. Brother! Yoroshiku. You know what? Randy Randy Man <laughs> Macho Savage yeah. um, is a much easier wrestler to do an impression of, I find, than Hulk Hogan. I can't really get his voice in my head. Mm. All the little like... hosters know. No, it's just Ra- Macho Man Randy Savage, isn't it? <laughs> it it's really is. It's just Randy Man Macho Savage. Shades of Macho Man Randy Savage with Hulk Hogan <laughs> at one end and Macho Man Randy Savage at the other. It's not a very good scale of Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> Machu Picchu Man. Randy Savage. It's just easier. He's got more more of his phrases. Need a little excitement. Yeah. Well, I mean, what does what does the Hulk say? Need a little excitement. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of the audience. sorts of wacky contraptions that'll take your face clean off. I'm Paul Contraptions. I am a wrestler. <laughs> I'm gonna take down my opponent. <laughs> Are you Bill Clinton? That is not for me to deny or confirm. <laughs> but that bad guy's in trouble. He's gonna get a taste of canvas, I think. He's, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna wump <laughs> him into canvas. That's a wrestling thing, isn't it? <laughs> I'm going to do a <laughs> slam. I'm going to do a can slam. My wrestling priorities are going to be to educate the lower classes <laughs> and to weave that motherfucker's head right into the canvas. Three, eradicate AIDS? <laughs> With <good>. the canvas. <laughs> I'm going to fucking body slam AIDS. <laughs> not going to know what's coming. I know you're going to accuse me of being partisan, but I just have to raise some issues about the president's uh, mental health. <laughs> I am going to body slam poverty. <laughs> I command it. I hear by order. Fo- yeah, I hear by order. Poverty <laughs> will get body slammed. <laughs> you know what, Paul? What? Sure, was nice to have Ellen on talking about a sweet-natured movie from her childhood with lots of heart and family-friendly spooks. Yeah, and I and I think she really lent a certain a, a shade to the Paul boys that is, yeah. is is usually not available. It's not it's not available for download or for consumption. No, and I think that's what was brought out last time. Mm. But tell you what, though, mate. Bit, bit girly, isn't it? Oh, it's a bit... All that... Bit wafty, wasn't it? Oh, a bit wafty, a little bit, you know. All yeah. that warm-heartedness and humorousness and love-transcending deffidedness. Yeah. I mean, we're not gay, are we? Only one of us is. I say we commit the rest of Recommendations Month to a beefy trilogy of load-bearing men slugging it out for cinematic supremacy and messiness. Oh, wait, are they oily, Paul? You better fucking believe they're oily, Paul. What's the point in having big muscles? You don't oil them up like a big fucking command. Fuck yeah. Dwarf. Dwarf. We're going to summer Cold War right here. Cold War 2. Rocky 7. And let's celebrate that by starting with Mr. Nanny. He's wrestled the biggest. And the baddest. But now, he's about to face... 
What the heck was that? The toughest fight of all. Kids. I don't want anything to happen to Sean. What could possibly happen? They would do anything to get rid of him. I've had it! And just when he thought it couldn't get any worse, real troubles showed up. Like the family I never had. And never wanted! And left. I'll feed us in. With the kids. Now, he's got to bring them back. Because he's not just a babysitter. He's Mr. Nanny. Male Nanny. Imagine. Come on. That's not even an option. Sir Nanny, maybe. <laughs> nanny, Manny Knight. <laughs> you could be a little kid squire. That's a manly thing to do. Oh, but, yeah, uh, that's pretty good. It's pretty manly. That is pretty manly, print. actually. No, put hair on your Tiny. voice. <laughs> yeah, looking after a little king. Aw. Like a little, like a literally, <laughs> like a small child king. <laughs> a tiny king. <laughs> like a fully grown man like like a in borrower. his 40s, but he's the, he's the littlest king. Yeah. <laughs> king of the borrowers. You've got to see his Manny. I really resent this title that you have given me. <laughs> I don't like that either. Mr. Nanny, directed by Michael Gottlieb, who directed Mannequin, and A Kid in King Arthur's Court, that movie with Daniel Craig and Kate Winslet. What? In it, before there was a... Da- before, before there was a Kate Winslet, and especially before there was a Daniel Craig. It was, was it called A Kid in King Arthur's Court, or was he just directing A Kid in King Arthur's Court? <laughs> no, the film was called A King Arthur's Court, and he was there to direct Kid. There's a lot of directors for that film. <laughs> Those credit sequences are crazy. Kate Winslet insisted on her own. Each each director insisted on a different credit sequence, and one of them insisted on a cold <laughs> open, and he was the third director in queue, so it was very confusing. <laughs> that was the director of Kate Winslet's knee. <laughs> Worst film ever. King Arthur's Court. <laughs> Gottlieb also produced a lot of Mortal Kombat games, including a good one. Oh, good. Yeah. It's good to get one in there. Now, look, I have no information about the production of Mr. Nanny, except <laughs> that there's a bit where Hulk Hogan is on his motorbike, and in the background, you can see a guy throwing a dog in the river. <laughs> that is all history chose to record about the production of Mr. Nanny. Did you notice this? No, I didn't. America. Nor did I. Let's let's watch the footage, shall we? You won't need to look carefully. Just don't look at Hulk Hogan. That's the mistake. And it's it's very hard to do. You know where we are in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I see it. I just see him throwing a dog in the ocean. Who was that man? Was... What was his story? He must have seen the production fucking car go past. He does it every single time Hulk Hogan goes past. He'll notice me one day. I spent so much money on surplus dogs. I like to think he saw Hulk Hogan drive past and was just like, what am I wasting my time with this shit for? And just picked up the dog he was walking and threw it into the ocean. <laughs> Cut from the scene is just a slew of people throwing their various living <laughs> possessions into the ocean. Well, what's the fucking point? And that's Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I didn't manage to be Hulk Hogan this time. Well, the critics wanted to put this movie into a wheelbarrow arm drag or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Um, yeah, into an HMRC. <laughs> That's the technical term. Oh, he's taking him right down the high street on this one, Gave. Gave. <laughs> Gave. <laughs> My name is Gavin, John. And he's... Oh, he's got him on his signs. Yup, he's popped into the bank. <laughs> Do you think he's going to make a withdrawal? I'm pretty sure he is, Gave. Oh, fuck <laughs> Kevin Thomas at the, at the Los Angeles Times mm. says that the premise has potential, but the film is needlessly crass. And lethally heavy-handed. Yeah, you want some nuance in a plot like this. <laughs> How would Bergman have done it? 
What would Yasujiro Ozu's uh, Mr. Nanny have looked like, is what I wonder. The, the Hulk would have been a seven-foot-one Japanese man who was worried about the passing of time. <laughs> worried about his unmarried daughter. I would have fucking suplexed her into, into a marriage. <laughs> Screamed at her covered in blood until she finally did her duty. And married Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> As every Japanese woman must at some point do. <laughs> the oh, Emperor God. decreed it. It was that bad emperor, you know. You know the one. Matching man, Randy Savage. <laughs> I don't know how he got that position. The whole Japanese political system's really been shot <laughs> since, since Randy Man Macho Savage went over there. Uh, Derek Adams at Time Out said, Hogan doesn't take himself too seriously either, which could prove his downfall. That's an excruciating movies like this. Who is waiting for Hamlet starring Hulk Hogan? What do you want from him? He wanted the wrestler starring actual wrestler Hulk Hogan. <laughs> this is this is exactly the projects he should have been doing. Oh, uh, what do you know, Peter Travers, whoever you are? <laughs> They're all Peter Travers. They're all to some extent, you know. Aren't we they all, all Peter Travers? <laughs> Remember there was that controversial foot binding in the in the movie critic era just to <laughs> Just to be like him. And his adorable yeah. waddle. Which is where they thought that his his powers came from. It's just coincidence. <laughs> The public, on the other hand, favoured the double knee arm breaker for this particular family flick. Ouch. Ouch! That's a tough one. That'll get you right up the wimpy. Ouch Jeez. is my uh, my wrestling move, my signature move. <laughs> oh, he's done an ouch. Ouch! And what you do for that one is, you um, give him a bit of a scratch around the face. You have to do that weeks before, and they get a plaster on it. And then the ouch is you come in and you just whip that plaster off, and then hit him over a chair. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and, I, and then I take out their bank statement and go, ooh, <laughs> £1,000 a month. Ouch. <laughs> I was going to call it, but you can't, you can't write that on t-shirts and, and caps with metal plates on the front of them. <laughs> it turns out you can't market it, which is uh, all I really go for in my burns. That's the be. problem is, is, as a wrestler, I'm too verbose. I can't, I can't, you know, let me give you a detailed breakdown of the problems with your character. <laughs> Some people oh, like okay. it. <laughs> Some people. I don't. Jay Strong at Amazon. <laughs> Jay Strong at Amazon says, very poor 90s film. Very upset to have paid money for this. Surely it should have been free. I mean, that's not that's not how any of this works, man. <laughs> I, I, res- I respect the idea as a business plan. Excuse me, can I have one for Holmes and Watson, please? I can't in all good consciousness um, <laughs> charge you for that, mate. Just uh, just go on in. <laughs> <laughs> and no, like... No one goes to watch a film until the Rotten Tomato meter just dips below 50%. Way, <laughs> that's a bargain. Might incentivize Hollywood a bit. We've got to stop making bad movies. We make nothing <laughs> off of this. I mean, that's, that feels like capitalism, right? Yeah. What if, what if instead of paying for the ticket on your way in, you paid on your way out and you paid what you felt it should be worth, Coldplay style? Oh, then you'd have to trust humans. And that's not oh, going to yeah. work. No, that's just not going to fucking work, is it? What are you going to pay for Tenet, uh, Mr. Salt? <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't think it was a masterpiece actually are you twitching yes <laughs> no i think with tenet it will just be a case of um what did you think it was all right you're lying yeah i know <laughs> sorry actually i think it was pretty b- b- brilliant oh who am i kidding <laughs> it's never not gonna be is it i'll pay for everyone <laughs> everyone paid for everyone he made all the money <laughs> meanwhile michael bay's on the streets begging 
It's a nice fantasy, that, Paul. It is, isn't it? Let's just, can we stay here for a bit? Even in the fantastical framework of that new economic system, Michael Bay still wouldn't go begging. No, he wouldn't. It's just, you just know that's not how it's going to work. That was hilarious. Oh, my God. Um, I will pay for that. M-B. <laughs> Would you like tears or come this time? Uh, do you know what? Never mind. <laughs> I hate being the collector for the Michael Bay box office <laughs> returns. Sarah on Amazon says, live this film, wish they made another. I'm sure she meant love this film, but I like to think that Sarah is just living this film. <laughs> and that could be good or bad. Yeah, I was a California-based wrestler who had to go into babysitting a couple of kids um, because there was some sort of weird mafia member after them. Um, yeah, mm. yeah, this really captured the experience of that. And the kids turned out to be little shits. Yeah. He tried to kill me. It's just... Um, yeah. Yeah, living my truth. Survived improbably. I did die at one point, but then I was <laughs> resurrected improbably as well. Um, by Thanatos, actually. <laughs> by mighty Thanatos. Long live Thanatos. <laughs> Four out of ten. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for running in, Sarah. The film has 3.7 on IMDb and 7% on Rotten Tomatoes. It didn't make money. Oh. No. Did it pay the actors? Did it pay the hardworking set builders <laughs> and screenwriters of America? They got it worst of all. They got nothing. They had to pay themselves for the honour of building a set around Hulk Hogan. <laughs> had to help themselves to the <laughs> tears and cum trough that Michael Bay had been pulling. Look, Hulk Hogan is so massive he cannot actually move. We're going to need you to build the set around him each day and we'll, and assemble, it. It, we'll assemble it like stop motion. If you can just be behind, just <laughs> you hold that tree, you hold that tree. And just when I say go... You need to run in the other direction. <laughs> now, let me make this clear. You need to run. <laughs> because if you if you don't go quick enough, you got Randy Man Macho Savage <laughs> back there, and he is going to eat you. Hulk will get you. And marry he won't, you. He won't move for us, but he will move for you. <laughs> Hulkamania is going to get you, and in this very specific way. Oh, so, Paul, you real American. <laughs> What's one thing about Mr. Nanny that made you want to defy me and then mop my hair? Do you know what? Do you know what? The opening of this film sure feels a lot like the wrestler starring Hulk Hogan. <laughs> it begins with a haunting opening of him sort of getting pummeled in, in a wrestling ring. <laughs> By some, yeah, actual wrestlers. Yeah, it's, it's nightmarish. It, it goes in, like, moves in slow motion and just every impact freezes just as it, well, impacts. And I yeah. imagine they did that so that they could remove some of the violence and keep it at a good, <laughs> Somebody... good sort of kid-friendly level. But actually it feels like, yeah, just actually watching something by Aronofsky. Um <laughs> Yeah. As of someone trapped in their own fever dream. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's what's happening, is the titles are going to come up over very occasionally awkwardly fro- um, frozen frames. Like the actual title, Mr. Yeah. Nanny comes up when he's just kind of, not centre of screen, just uh, <laughs> just about in it, I would say. Uh, it captures this film, I think, Paul. It really does. It captures everything about the energy of this movie. So he's gone <laughs> fishing and having a flashback yeah. um he catches a fish but mm. hey lets it go because he's a nice guy he's hulk hogan he's not gonna eat a fish raw yeah right in front of you or a worse oh. says, says lethal weapon who shows up <laughs> sure put up a big fight for such a little guy hey don't give me that sad look all right don't tell any of your friends i did that <laughs> don't let me catch you around here again what a sucker i see you still got that killer instinct how did you find me he says how did he find him, Paul? Do you know what? I don't even fucking remember. <laughs> I, I just did. You're Hulk Hogan. I looked up. <laughs> and um, the odds were you were going to be in my line of sight. I can see the sun coming off you. <laughs> Lethal Weapon says, um, I took a bullet for you. How? <laughs> Was the bad guy aiming at his shin? <laughs> you managed to dive in front. 
we actually find out how it happened later on. And yes, it did involve Hulk Hogan squat on the floor at the time <laughs> in order for the ge- in order for the magic bullet trajectory of this to actually work out. The the, the yeah the angle that he had to fall across him to take it um, in an artery. <laughs> oh. oh man, I, I think he, I reckon he did this on purpose. Lethal weapon. <laughs> well, hey, I'm a bubbly character who's fucking all over the place. So. <laughs> What do you think to that? I got all yeah. kinds of weird energy for you. So <laughs> Hogan gets onto a very large bike that's still slightly too small for him and rides past a man. Apparently... Had to make that. <laughs> Slaves built, died building that, and he sat on it and went, "Yeah, it's all right." And the, the the bike maker who who was promised by Golly that he'd get his daughter back if it was right for the Hulk went, "Is it better than all right?" No, no, it's all right. Shit. Okay. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> better start working on another one. Um, <laughs> for he, me to escape he rides his tiny bike um, I, I meant daughter <laughs> <laughs> shit I'll make one out of bikes <laughs> bike daughter <laughs> can you pass the salad <laughs> I don't know what bike that daughter uh, he rides his large bike past a man throwing his dog into an ocean for some reason <laughs> He gets into a fucking fight with all the security at the... Well, he's been... Okay, sorry. Lethal Weapon has sent him on a job. He's got a bodyguard mm. job for him. Um, so he's got to yeah. go be a bodyguard. So he shows up at the at the guy who, whose body he's to be guarding. Um, yeah. Shows up at his office and gets into a tuffle with all the fucking security <laughs> guards. And our guy looks out the window and it's like, oh, this guy's obviously a pro. Yeah, look how little attention <laughs> he's drawing to himself. Just like a bodyguard. <laughs> it's just, hey, stop right there, buddy. You what? <laughs> you stop right there, buddy. Yo, you fucking. He starts pummeling him to death. <laughs> it did escalate quickly. <laughs> yes, it did. So he goes. He, he attends the interview, and the the you know what the sidekick, the sort of um, oh, what's his name? Uh, the guy from all of the Adam Sandler movies, the John Lovitz type. He's um, he's not too happy about this bodyguard protecting his boss yeah his dudley moore boss so yeah he tries to he tries to object but dudley moore's like nope i'm gonna have him he's gonna be my bodyguard only it won't be my body he's protecting so i'm supposed to guard the chip not exactly you're supposed to guard my kids oh are you out of your mind i hate kids listen the children have a nanny all you have to do is protect them as long as they got a nanny got two kids got two shit kids I've got two really fucking bad kids with blackened souls. <laughs> i got some and bad kids, man. I hate kids, says Hulk Hogan. And the dad goes, <laughs> Just you wait! <laughs> Damien! Are you, en- are you endearing? <laughs> he goes to the house, and he meets the kids, who are awful. And um, Oh, and they are endearing, aren't they, Paul? Oh, aren't oh, they? Holy shit, they're cute. God almighty. What happened to Miss Parker? Miss Kaposki! Miss Parker was last week. Remember? Oh, right, the broken leg. Legs. Oh, this is very bad. Now the agency won't send us any more nannies. Say what? That's why you brought home Frankenstein. Dears me right the fuck up. Hulk Hogan is insulted by just about everyone, including the cook. I'm Sean Armstrong, bodyguard for the kids. Ha! Mr. Nanny! Hey, why not? I've been here four years, seen dozens of them come and go. But none big as you. Smarter, maybe. Better looking, for sure. But none is big. Here, make yourself useful. Top shelf, lurch. The sassy black 
lady who shows up and uh, demonstrates an elaborate visual gag she's had there for about a week. <laughs> just waiting for that moment. Fuck me, <laughs> just waiting for somebody to last longer than three <laughs> seconds so they can come in and see the paper thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, and the Hulk goes, oh, yeah, no, I, I can't quit this. I'm not a quitter. No, sorry, I'm nev- never going to find me quitting. And I've got everything to lose here, so... Um, yeah, he just fucking sticks with it and takes a lot of punishment yeah. from these He really Damians. does. It starts with him. He's in his bedroom. The kids call him for dinner. Um, and he <sighs> says, we'll be right there, which they, of course, know means we've got about an hour to set up an elaborate stairway prank after having called him. Well, because um, the director and the, the set designers have got to pick up the house and move <laughs> it behind Hulk Hogan to show that he's transitioning <laughs> from room to room. Also, the director and editor were not on speaking terms. So, <laughs> fuck. It just... It just kind of happened like this. That explains something later where he gets the gun out of a a gangster's hand. (laughs) It's the Hulk and then it goes to the gangster and then it goes from the Hulk to the gangster. And they're clearly about 10 meters away. And then the next shot is the Hulk just appearing in front of this gangster (laughs) and grabbing the gun. Wow. Again, I have just presupposed that the editor and director weren't on talking terms. Because once again, the only piece of information I have about the production of this film is that there is a man who for some reason is throwing his dog into the ocean. <laughs> you, say so, you say for some reason, Paul, like that's a weird thing to do. Dogs love the ocean. They love it. You just, they, they just yeah, need encouragement that... to live their best lives. He's, he was a dog life coach. He's a dog Instagram coach. And <laughs> that dog only had three followers. Take a selfie, and, boy. Um... Take a selfie. Take a selfie. <laughs> right, I'm just going to fucking lob you in the ocean then like all the others. <laughs> And it's a very full bit of ocean at this stage. (laughs) There's so many dogs. Puzzled looking dogs with phones strapped to their faces. (laughs) And he looks at each one of them and he's like, I've already thrown in the ocean so you can stop making that face. Because he thinks any face that a dog makes means throw me in the ocean. (laughs) Joke's on him though. That bit of the ocean is now an Instagram hotspot. It's the only time he's ever managed to actually influence (laughs) anything, the fucking cretin. So... (laughs) Yeah, the kids just try try to actually murder him for a bit. Yeah. Um, Home Alone stuff in that in that nineties improbable amount of body damage way that surely would have killed him seventeen times over. Boy, yeah, but it's okay if you do silly sound effects. We meet our villain with his Ironsidean face, with his Jermaine Clement Ironsidean <laughs> visage, with his Zorg top of the head. Pre-Zorg. <laughs> this is actually pre-Zorg. Oh God, how prophetic! <laughs> it is. It's pathetically prophetic, and, and he, yeah, he's he's got an in for Mister Nanny and his um old man sidekick because they both caused him yeah. to have an iron plate on his head because they once dropped him off a building. But also, he's trying yeah. to steal the microchip, which was the MacGuffin of the nineties. Yeah, <laughs> kid's a bit of a scientist. He's got a door so soundproof that it dampens noise even whilst the door is open. <laughs> that was just the Hulk standing in the crack of the door. <laughs> He was blocking all the sound coming out. He takes one step to the left and you realise it's blaring. (laughs) He's fabulously Um, sound absorbent, is Hulk Hogan. He's a dense man. Um, It it, it turns out that the reason the kids are so insufferably awful is because they're not disciplined by their their awful dad. Um, And they're just craving discipline. They're craving discipline and they also need some support because you know what? One of those kids, 50% of those kids... Getting bullied at school. Yeah. Hogan, Hogan finds this out when he drops them off at school. Not directly outside the school, of course. That would be embarrassing. Instead, 10 feet away from the entrance to the school. They're rich. They've got a rich uh, Dudley Moore dad who's got all his um, mm. Arthur money. And his um, the Santa Claus money. And so they have to go to a public school to build character. Mm. 
because having an absentee father and a dead mother isn't going to do that for them. Um, they get sent to a state school where they have to try and blend the fuck in, only they're not doing so because the kid's getting savagely beaten on a regular basis. And, it's, and, and he's such an easy target that they're doing it within 10 feet of Hulk Hogan. He's standing right there when they do it. And you're not going to not see Hulk Hogan. And they're still, like, they're almost looking at him whilst they're doing it. Going, you're right, Hulk. Yeah. Don't call me Hulk. That's different. <laughs> and he wants to intervene. And the sister says, no, don't. He has to do it himself. He's like, really? Yeah. I could de- I could just throw these kids into a river. Yeah. <laughs> I could just throw them into a fucking river like a dirty, non-Instagramming dog. Yeah. Hang on a minute. <laughs> Are you? Uh, I have to go, he says. <laughs> Oh. oh fuck me! The kids strap him to an energy bike, to a, an energy bike. You know, exercise bikes are sometimes called energy bikes. <laughs> they are in the dreams of Freddy Krueger, Paul, which <laughs> this scene is from. <laughs> this is a very Nightmare on Elm Streetian scene, isn't it? They strap him to a bike while shooting the kind of looks that Randy Quaid gives to every pie he walks past. Like they properly give him a look of, "I'm gonna fucking eat that mustache after it drops off you, son." Gonna strap it to my sister and pretend she's my dad. <laughs> Build me. <laughs> What are we having for dinner today, Daddy? Kisses. I'm oh, having... this is getting weird. <laughs> oh, dear. Bye, Sean. Have a nice workout. Bye. What did I mean by I guess they got away? Was it the bad guys when they were stealing the safe out of the wall? Yes! I guess they got away, yes. They come in and they steal a safe out of the wall and a guy punches John Lovett so hard, who is incidentally is working for the bad guys. Yeah, oh no. It's punches him so hard he's going to be incomprehensible for the rest of the film. Which is all we ever wanted, really. <laughs> it's all we ever expected from John Lovitz. If only that had happened. I mean, so often he's sharing a screen with Shaq. And yet, Shaq has never taken that simple step between us and divinity. I love John Lovitz. He could do it. To, he could do that to me. So I could just sit and watch him work. <laughs> mm. um, yeah. Pow! <laughs> enter, enter Wolfgang. The, um, yeah. the weird sort of muscle and comic relief, part comic relief of this is movie. Is he the henchman of uh, yeah. Zorg? Look, it's a big girly man. What do you want, scuzz bucket? We have come to play with the children. Randy man, Ken, what's his name? Quady Savage. Quady Savage. What's his name? Hulk Hogan. God damn it, you'd think that would be an easy name to remember. Yeah, that's why I didn't didn't realise who you were asking me about. Because I thought, (laughs) well, it can't be Hulk Hogan, because that's Hulk Hogan. (laughs) Because that's the most memorable name that's ever been put to fucking paper. Hulk Hogan says um, to the kid, look, maybe I can help you out with your bully problem. And he's like, I don't need your help, massive, incredibly competent man. You suck. Leave me alone. Yeah. And Hulk Hogan just leaves it. That's the end of that scene. And, um, <laughs> oh, and then the dad. I don't know anyone's names in this apart from Hulk Hogan. Dudley and that's Moore. not even his name in this film. <laughs> he the comes dad, D- Dadley Moore, goes yeah. to, um, he's got to go away on a business trip. Yes. He's got to go and do a business deal, all capitalised. Yes. He's, he's a very um, busy dad. Sometimes he's too busy to act. Are you okay? What happened? I'd call that a very special kind of acting that just <laughs> wormed its way right into my fucking heart, Paul. A very sleepy kind of smiley acting. And, charming um, motherfucker. Anyway, that charming motherfucker's got to go, but he's been <laughs> double-crossed by John Lovitz. Oh, and, but before um, he goes, he does notice that um, finally, finally, Hulk Hogan has managed to smash some discipline into these kids after a particularly unpleasant um, um, trap that got him covered in red liquid. I mean, he's been electrocuted, yeah. beaten, shot burned and buried alive but that red liquid well you know really ruined how many hours he spent under tanning beds or probably just in florida just standing there rotating slowly <laughs> he's 
not going to have it ruined by a couple of punks. And so he gives him a proper good shouting out. And Dudley Moore remarks, um, oh, wow, what did you what did you do? I beat the shit out of them. Yeah. It's, it seemed to work. I guess that's what they've been waiting for. <laughs> oh, well, that's wonderful. Oh, great. I should try that. But anyway, yeah, sorry. I, I did forget all of that. It's probably like the, the emotional it's the, the emotional crux of the movie. Because then he goes in and tells his kids that they, he loves them. Yeah. And he, apolo- he, he apologizes for not being all there. <laughs> I'm glad we can have these discussion groups about Hulk Hogan and his philosophies. It really is quite enlightening to me. Well, we've read the primers, Paul. Um, and we need you need that to understand Mr. Nanny, actually, in a, in a, in a textual sense. So, yeah. listeners at home. You can buy Paul Salt and Paul Goodman's primer on Hulk Hogan, ninety nine ninety nine. It may seem like a lot of money, but any spiritual leader will tell you that that's the amount of money you need to spend in order to reach Nirvana. So, <laughs> Nirvana, Nirvana. So you're right. At this stage, the dad gets uh, kidnapped by fucking Michael Ironside. Yeah. <laughs> the old man moves into the house. In order to have yeah. a kind of sassy, slightly unpleasant relationship with both the mum and the kids. The mum? Yeah, the yeah. maid is the mum. <laughs> mum. <laughs> Mate, she might as well be, because she loves them kids. Oh, she loves them kids. Mama! How would you like that cane up your nose? <laughs> Who's the baby? Corrine. Meet my pal, Bert. <laughs> Ooh, the dynamic duo, Wimpy and Gimpy. <laughs> She's in a good mood today. <laughs> Who's this? Alex, Kate, Bert Wilson. Ah, uh, the brats. You're too old for a bodyguard. And you're too little to have such a big mouth. Yeah, and and then and then ensues a fucking just house invasion by this horrible character. Yes. And I just wish that he'd leave, but they <laughs> love him. I thought you improbably. were referring to the bad guys attacking, but you meant the fucking uncle character. I meant Bernie or Bert, <laughs> whatever he's called. It's just whatever the fuck vi- that thing the is called. The true villain of the piece. <laughs> yeah, he comes in and does some assault. And the Hulk puts on. A perfectly fitting tutu that this small girl had for a twelve foot tall, three hundred pound wrestler. Probably she knew. Probably she knew it was going to come in handy. (laughs) Someday, long Mm. before she knew Hulk Hogan and his ways, she figured, "I better be ready for this scenario." She felt it in a girl waters. (laughs) While she's teaching him how to pirouette, evil invades. Yeah, the Empire finds them, and they have to get captured they have to that was all hogan's excuse because <laughs> wolfgang really just yeah well he beats him up beats him up bad yeah well the kids get taken does the old man get taken he doesn't get taken. the the old man gets taken yeah oh, he the does old get man taken. gets taken okay. valuable well, okay. old man because, best character um... in the film apparently <laughs> according to this movie the maid meets with um hulk hogan and says um yeah i knew you were a wrestler i saw you wrestle last year why didn't you tell anyone because obviously being a wrestler makes me absolutely fucking useless you didn't out me because I hoped you'd be good for those kids. Is that why you've been nothing but shitty to me since I got here, calling me fat and constantly undermining my confidence? Yes. Pretty much. <laughs> those kids need you. I understand. <laughs> I understand everything about you now. There's a couple of gags in here in which no one in this world can fucking resist taking somebody's wallet. It's like no matter what purpose they're after, no matter what it is they're up to, if someone says, oh, there's nothing on me except my wallet oh well all right i'll have that because the guy's like electrocuted his wallet the kid has it, it works so many times in this <laughs> in this in this reality that's pretty good because that chinese guy falls off it, it sounds like he says motherfucker in chinese when he gets up off the floor 
I'm very interested in what <laughs> was said there. This is an R-rated movie in China. Or just, it's just PG in China. They really don't go into, into that thing. As long as there's no, as long as there's no gays in there. Good. <laughs> as long as there's no state secrets or undermining, it's fine. It's actually a very pro-communist film if you get very metatextual. Again, you have to buy the primer. You have to. So, absolutely have to. It's a must. You'd miss all Chapters the Chapters 53 to 54 are just all about this. <laughs> I mean, granted, we did write the entire thing without noticing that there is, in fact... A very visible shot in which a man throws his dog into the ocean. But that will be coming in the expanded version of the Hulk Hogan canon. I mean, this is really a textual primer, and this is, and, and, and that is... I mean, what, what would you call it? It's, it's What's the opposite of subtextual? Over uber-textual. Uber-textual. I mean, haven't, you can't just go and write an uber-textual primer on Hulk Hogan <laughs> and Mr. Nanny without living that life for a bit, without locating a river. That's at least deep enough for a town of dogs. You've got to find a yeah. river inside yourself that you can throw your own dog into. <laughs> got to search for the river inside yourself. <laughs> <laughs> throw a... her dog into it. <laughs> so whilst you're doing that, um, we shall surmise the ending of this fucking film. The wallet gag works again. The wallet gag um, works yet again. He manages to beat up a warehouse full of thugs. Check the primer. And he wins. He wins the day, Hulk yeah. Hogan does. Not before 15 minutes of Thanatos headbutting him and running into him head down with his big metal head. <laughs> Which really works really well. It really does. You'd think that'd be some sort of weakness, really. But no, it's now yeah. his strongest bit. Seeing that it's the cause of his, of his, head, of his constant headaches and migraines. Yeah. It's also an unstoppable juggernaut-style battering ram. But he's bested. Not by brawns, but brains. And also brawns. <laughs> yeah, if anything, it was Thanatos who was trying to use his brains. I mean, as a bludgeoning instrument, but nevertheless. Yeah. He was using them. I mean, he's the true hero here. <laughs> all hail Thanatos. We can all agree he was the he was actually written as the protagonist of this film, but uh, they switched but then it. The, at the then last they minute. cast fucking what's his face. <laughs> oh, this won't do. So yeah, it ends. He's now going to be a member of the family forever, uh, which they can't stand. But he to tries leave, to leave, so they murder him. Yeah, he does try to leave, but he cri- they cri- the kids cripple him and keep him on the grounds forever. Yeah, and to this day. If you go around the old house and listen carefully, you can still hear the sounds, the subtle sounds of Hulkamania. One, two, Hogan's come for you. <laughs> Three, four, he's going to suplex you onto the floor. This guy's also going to do suplex to the floor. <laughs> so we know wrestling. We know We're wrestling. All about that canvas life. Hashtag canvas life, everybody. <laughs> Living the canvas life. So yeah, that was um, Hulk Hogan's Mr. Nanny. Paul, what'd you make of it? Oh, you know, mixed feelings. I know. Yeah, it is, isn't it? There were parts of this where I genuinely thought to myself, I'm enjoying this. Yeah. This well, is the film good. really enjoyed having Hulk Hogan in it at times. Yes. There, there are moments, like when he just picks a fight with the security guards. It's just wonderful because <laughs> the, the security guards are awful people. And it really takes little provocation for the Hulk to just start throwing both of them through walls. And yeah. the, you've got the electric guitar just wailing in the second he throws a punch. And yeah. It's glorious. And it really is. There are many moments of that. And by many, I mean about six. Yeah. I would, yeah, characterize it as saying, you could split this into three. There's the bits that will actually work as intended, which are fairly rare, but sometimes it happens. And we'll get to those in the quick fire. There's the bits that are just so bad, it's actually quite amusing. And I mean, we'll get I, to those the, in the quick fire. I think the, I think the final shot really encapsulates that, where it's just a massive man flying through the air as he goes, <laughs> it's really quite good. Um... And then there's the bits that are just boring. Yeah. That's the worst of it. There's nothing in here that's going to offend you or feel like the lowest common de- denominator or pandering. It's just... No. It's just lame, a lot of it. And a lot of it, I think, comes down to the fact that the direction isn't very lively. Yeah. Like, if you look at the scenes where the kids are home alone Hulk Hogan, there's just a slight awkwardness there. 
where you kind of want them to go a bit further because the kids I actually quite like. Really? It's not the best kid act. It's not the best kid actors, <laughs> but the spirit of them and the dialogue that's been written, mm. written for them, especially the little girl. You know, it's yeah. very Adam's family. It's only little voltage. You can't kill it. I'm cranking up. I, I don't know if... Like, I couldn't tell if they were meant to be precocious and scamps or, or genuinely evil. And it, and I, I went genuinely evil. Okay. That's why I enjoyed them. Okay. <laughs> they really, they really did darken my day. Those children, um, and it, th- there was a lot of silliness in that film, and you know, I hoped it was going to be like that throughout. And I, I was pretty, yeah, felt pretty awkward when the kids were being that awful. And then the heartwarming stuff that came yeah. after was pretty cringy. And then yeah. d- the dynamic was just mental. It was just such a weird film because yeah, you got some whiplash. Going there was on. An, <laughs> an awful lot, and not because yeah, you know, like you said, not because anything was in particularly poor taste. I don't think it was crass like uh the reviewer peter yeah. travis definitely said earlier yeah in, that's in the... odd isn't it <laughs> but <laughs> you can quote him on that <laughs> adam sandler is crass somebody yeah. pouring soft ice cream into a cone yeah. and it looking like they're doing a shit that's crass but yeah that Paul Hogan crass. just being loud is that crass is no, i don't it's, think it's, so it kind of it, it reveled in it's it putting and, him in a tutu yeah. crass and it was the times when it reveled in that uh, that i i really enjoyed it yeah. and i've really got to say i've Loved Thanatos. Oh, yeah. He was fag. Everything he was doing was just wonderful. He cost me my hair. That beautiful hair. Thick. Lustrous. Manageable hair. You are going to die a slow and agonizing death. Yeah, it's interesting. The stuff that works, works. And the stuff that doesn't is funny. So... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's all... You know what? I would put this on par with Surf Ninjas. Maybe a little less, because Surf Ninjas actually had some pretty decent action in places, but... Interesting. It's that kind of vibe. I'd probably... I'd probably put this a couple of notches above Surf Ninjas. Okay. Because this annoyed me less. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? There's no Rob Schneider. That counts for an awful lot. Yeah. That's a big thing, Paul. That's a big difference. That's a discrepancy <laughs> on the old goodwill bill. You know how we've talked a couple of times in the last couple of months about getting that that right film watching experience yeah you've been watching some of these films on saturday mornings now and it's been a lovely treat for you yes and i i got home yesterday after a lovely stressful day at work <laughs> and i thought oh good i've got to watch a bad film yeah it was one of those moods where anything i did just elevated stress i'd turn around and look out the window and go oh, it's sunny out there i hate this everything's shit <laughs> and then i'd um i put on mr nanny yeah and i was furious at this stage because mm. oh, i was alive and I had, f- I'd had food in my belly. I was just livid. Yeah. And within minutes, I was just smiling. Yeah. And laughing. And this film had a transformative power there. I had a similar experience where I had one of those days where just everything was taking longer than you thought it was going to. Yeah. You know, every little task, every just little thing, it was like, oh, it can't be that time, can it? And every time you take a little divulgence in order to try and do something for yourself, it just, the time just slips away. Mm. And I got to the point where I thought I would be starting Mr. Nanny at about five o'clock. In fact, I started closer to seven and just thought, oh, fuck me, this is my whole evening now. But yeah, after the fishing scene opening and a few other moments, Mm. I was fairly happy to be sat there watching Mr. Nanny. It's a rare bad film that makes you actually glad you're watching it. So I'm thankful for Mr. Nanny. Thanks, Mr. Nanny. Let's quickfire some of your best bits. Quickfire. So yeah, like we say, I really yeah. like the peaceful fishing opening. Yeah. Nice vibe. And a horrible man turns up and, and reminds him that he owes him his life, mm. so he should do this nanny job. Yeah. I, I just love the delivery of, okay, all you my life. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fine. Yeah. 
Yes, I do. Whilst well, drawing good lines, I quite enjoy out of the man into out of the can into the man. Out of the man into the can <laughs> yeah. is a different endeavor that Hulk Hogan's got going on. <laughs> it's going to be a big. It's going to be big. I'll say that for it. That's going to be his Rocky. <laughs> At the end of the scene where he's feeding this poor horrible villain. Um, <laughs> Oh my god! Where, who hasn't eaten in a week? Yeah. The the scene ends. Well, you know he's agreed to do the job, and he goes, "Oh, this is a beautiful moment." So what else he got to eat? And Hulk Hogan just fucking smashes his dishcloth down on the table and looks at this guy. And then the scene <laughs> ends, and I can only imagine that he just beat the living shit out of everyone in the town after that, because it's pure rage. There's a limb hanging from just the back so... of his bike if you look carefully. <laughs> <laughs> his pelts hanging off him like in Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> skin the guy and it's now going to turn him into a fine coat it's really uncommensurate Hulk god Jesus Christ yeah I like the fight scene with him and the guys at the um at the security checkpoint which includes and I really had trouble writing this down because I don't know what it's called what's the long wooden thing that comes down to stop cars driving through it okay just a barrier yeah I guess just like a a disposable barrier but he he snaps (laughs) he snaps a bit of it off and hits people with it (laughs) that's brilliant what an escalation. <laughs> it just happens whenever Hulk Hogan tries to go anywhere. Even a place he has an appointment to be. He can't help but get into a fucking rowdy fight. When he's in the office getting interviewed by Dadley Moore, mm. the, the head of security, I don't know if it's a drill or something, but the head of security comes running in and um, Hulk, the Hulk, the incredible yeah. Hulk Hogan, just sees him and clotheslines him. And uh, he goes, what are you doing? That's the head of security. And mm. he picks Hulk picks him up and goes, oh, hey, buddy, see you hit you. And like, <laughs> patting him down. It's yeah, a very good. cool line. Yeah. Speaking of cool lines, I quite liked his back and forth <laughs> with the villain of the film, um, according to you, when he says... Um, well, do me one last favor. What's that? Go buy my house and turn off the gas in my office. Why can't you turn it off? Because my head's going to be in it. Yeah, I really like that. That was really, really good delivery. Yeah. When he's shown that deterrent rocket that Dadley Moore's been working on, because mm. the microchip is, is oh, to power yeah. this rocket that would be peace on Earth, basically. Anticipate, so imagine the yeah. end of this film is that peace on Earth happens. Yeah. Thanks um, to Hulk Hogan, as we all thought it might. Thanks to Hulk Hogan. <laughs> he's shown this rocket and Dadley Moore and the head of security, John Lovitz, leave yeah. the room. And there's a fanfare that's been playing whilst they're doing this. And yeah. as they leave, the fanfare's still there as Hulk... Just very quietly starts playing with this rocket, yeah. making pew noises. Just utterly surreal in a jam sense of the word. <laughs> a giant man playing with a toy rocket. It is very Werner Herzog. Oh, I really enjoy the song to which the main lyric is... <laughs> It's just part, a lot of the, my favorite scenes in this movie had that song in the background. And it was oh, just great. such a weird mix of sort of hard rock and that sentiment that it just oh. it regularly made me laugh. And it really complimented having this massive oh. man just hanging around in school. Oh, no, I got detention again. <laughs> got to write 10 lines. Homework sucks. <laughs> the villain's head the actual villain Thanatos Thanatos's head <laughs> is this metal plate that he didn't pick up in Nam, which is how you know he's a, the real villain yeah it, when he gets angry and he starts shouting it starts to like resonate and give, us a, give off a sound like yeah. a fucking meditation bowl and, <laughs> and whenever he, his head starts hurting he just clamps his, hand, his hands onto it and it goes just a really cool detail <laughs> just, just this this villain has so much to him like so much detail and so much fanfare about him. I don't know, like, he's so out of place in this film, but he, he really does help it. <laughs> Somebody get him into the MCU and have him fight Thanos. Now, it's it's a slightly kind of cringy um, 
precocious kid joke, but I really like the reaction to it. The little male kid says, um, he is one tough mother. And it's the way that his sister sort of looks at him and gives him a sympathetic nod. Like, mm-hmm. mm. <laughs> that really, <laughs> that really made me smile. Oh. <laughs> oh, big red Hulk screaming in those kids' faces really did feel good. <laughs> I was Probably so right. happy. Felt like it needed <sighs> to happen. It did need to happen. They were s- he was so angry. <laughs> a line that the uh, the maid had. And go ahead, quit. So what if people call you a panty-waisted, candy-ass wussy? I just didn't see it coming. It was just, and I also quite enjoy candy ass. <laughs> I just oh, as a been phrase. A it's it's I I quite enjoy it. The scene where the daughter sent to detention hmm. and the Hulk um, confronts the principal because it's the same uh, one he had when he was a student there. Um, and it ends with the principal just really lamely letting them go, and he he just laughs. Yes. How do you, it, it's a kind of it's a nervous. I'm just masking my depression now because I was intimidated into letting them go. Laugh, and it's through gritted teeth. And as he's doing it, he's like, <laughs> the camera just slowly zooms in yep. on this grim visage, and it's and then it ends. That's that scene. Just done. <laughs> I'm so glad you mentioned that because I wrote that down as actually a joke to say in our plot recap, but I skipped it because I couldn't remember what it was. The principal adopts the demented grin of a fucking maniac. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, God, it's yeah. good. Oh, yeah, the sister did make me laugh in the bit where um, she said, Don't say a word. He's very sensitive. Hey, Weenie, you want Sean to keep their butt? Shut up! The timing yeah. was very good, and it's it surprised me. That's so much of this film. The stuff that made me laugh was stuff that surprised me because I knew something was yeah. coming. I thought maybe Hogan would say something, and the kid would scream at him, and she'd be like, "Told you!" But it, it took yeah. me by surprise that she would just immediately make fun of this kid because so far they've only had good reactions with each other. We haven't seen yeah. them torment each other, and so yeah, it was. I like that, and she's so malicious in it. It's, yeah. it's very good. <laughs> I like when the maid. Because wants to, she understandably wants to hit Hulk Hogan with something. It's nothing mm-hmm. unusual about that. He picks up a pan, thinks about it for a moment, then puts it down and picks up an ever so slightly larger pan, an almost imperceptibly <laughs> larger pan yeah. to hit him with. That that yeah. was good. Oh, but the way my well, my next good thing is the way he takes the pan to the head and immediately <laughs> drops is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> When um, Hulkamania is trying to teach him how to stand up for himself. Yeah. And he says, I feel awkward. And he says, I know, but nobody else will. And it just sounded like a real (laughs) nice little bit of advice. And I like the concession that, yeah, yeah, it does feel awkward to do this stuff that I do. The Hulkamania stuff. But if you do it right, then hopefully just try and believe that other people don't know how awkward you feel. Yeah. Good bit of teaching for him. That broke... That broke through the cringiness for me. That was really good. Mm. You should try Hulkovania. Ah, ah, ah. It was the scene that was then cut. Um, <laughs> when he turned into a vampire. And <laughs> flew away. Fed upon, the, fed upon the children. And another bit from Thanatos, I think when he's... It's either in the safe scene or when mm. they've just captured uh, Dadley Moore. And he's, he's screaming and then he just starts going, Ow, my head! Ow, my head! Yeah. The pressure! <laughs> he's, he's lumbering about and the camera can barely keep up with him. It's a glorious moment. It's a very Donald Pleasance impression, wasn't it, that? <laughs> Shut <laughs> him in the heart! The little girl wants a song. And, mm. um, and so he says, Oh, I don't know those songs. And she's like, I'll teach you. And she starts singing the song. And as yeah. she's singing it, I'm, I, it's in a one shot. There's no like reaction, counter reaction. We just get a wide here. Mm. And Hogan falls asleep, which first of all is quite amusing. Again, it caught me by surprise. I didn't yeah. 
I didn't clock that that was about what was about to happen. So he falls off. Then she she says, um... Hey, wake up! I'm awake. <laughs> Which, yeah, was really good. Yeah. That whole thing, that scene did surprise me. That's good. Yeah. And actually, you know, the, the scenes following that where the dad mm. um, goes to speak to his son, yeah. um, had some really sad moments, and the daughter, yeah, just some really sad and some really heartwarming moments. Yeah. I really liked him being a dad with them. It was good. I guess the, the, the scene right before that where he's about to rush off to his important business deal, and um, he's like, well, can't you just tell him goodnight? And, and the whole goes, you got something more important to do? And he goes, yes, as a matter of fact, I... No, I don't. And it's a really <laughs> charming, self-effacing smile and just yeah. oozes, oozes charm in that moment. <laughs> just such, he's a beautiful man, that man. I wish he had more of a chance to do that. He was actually really good. My next thing pertains to him and is the biggest laugh I had in the film. Um, oh, cool. So because John Lovitz can't speak, he's now passing notes <laughs> to the dad with yeah. the stuff on it. And it's funny, first of all, when he's asking a series of questions and on the third one he says, oh, your, your um, anticipation is impressive. Yeah, which is really good. But then later yeah. on, when he's in the car and he's properly losing his shit and <laughs> yeah. yelling at the guy, and unfortunately, this does go on for one joke too long because I actually had to cut off my big uproarious laugh in order to hear what the last one was, and it wasn't worth uh. doing it. I work for Mr. Thanatos. How could you do that? What money, you fool? Yeah, <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> Hulk made a good-looking sandwich, Paul. That big fucking foot-long thing, that two-foot-long yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> you got to make a two-footer when you're Hulk. Oh, I like that. I like how American movies of the '90s always used to have very substantial-looking baguettes. Yeah. Like uh, something about them. Maybe that's something I'm, I'll I'm... only discover when I get out there. Hey, Paul, and listeners at home, let's go eat a big American baguette. <laughs> I think I might do today, actually. Yeah, do it. Oh yeah, when he the dad actually goes to have his nice moment with his son. Um, the book the son is reading is Unusual Weapons of the Inquisition. Yeah. That made me smile. Good detail. <laughs> um, the flashback to Young Hulk and Young Thanatos, just yeah. both amazing. Yeah. Young Hulk's got a mullet sort of thing, and he it makes him look more youthful, which is very good. And Thanatos just comes in with <laughs> an afro. <laughs> And you know, it's dressed up, dressed up like the seventies, and it's just a really fun bit. And the yeah. the sort of ensuing chase scene yeah. that's playing to like funk, mm. like Miami sort of uh, not Miami Vice, but Starsky and Hutch style funk is really good as well. Yeah, just everything about Thanatos's appearance in that flashback was amazing. Yeah. I really loved it. The massive hair it really helped with his great face work. Uh, and I like the segue into that flashback of anyway. A long time ago, this creep named Tommy Thanatos. He tried to get me and Bert to rig a prestigious sporting event. The World Series? Close. Anyway, me and Bert refused. <laughs> just the timing on close. And then just moving <laughs> off of there was really funny. Thanatos is, is interrogating the family. And he has this, this line. You're gonna die a slow and agonizing death. And it, the, the, the shot of that, it cuts to it with him entering what, screen bottom right <laughs> up into the face of Dadley Moore. And it's just, wow. What even is that? What <laughs> yeah. a combination of things. I've got a couple of things revol involving the, the real villain of the film. The, uh, it, the uncle who shows up. Yeah. Who, um, but the scene where he goes to the school with the kid and, suggests, yeah. and tries to give him various weapons. Thanks, but I'm fine. I know, I know. Too bloody. You want something more subtle. Blackjack. One good bop on the head and his brain's all over the sidewalk. No, really, I'm fine. Too messy, I know. How about a little mace in the face, huh? 
They'll be puking like a bunch of dogs. It's yeah. really funny just because of his delivery on certain things where it's just like, no, I don't want to take that. All right, I hear you. How about this? And then just pings out yeah. another improbable weapon culminating in a long lead pipe that he's managed to slide down his trouser <laughs> yeah. leg. And but he one... aggress- very aggressively sells every single one of them. Yeah, and one of which he does by saying that this is um, Mace. If you spray this, they'll be puking like a pack of dogs. <laughs> Thrown in a river. <laughs> They've gotten out of a river for failing to become <laughs> Instagram influencers. It's a weird thing to say, old man. It's truer than you know. Ah, <laughs> uh, look, Bert, the true villain of the film, shooting his ropes loose is... <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck, it's I think just... that was one of mine. Yeah. It's how long it goes on for, for me. It's yeah. the fact that it's on fully automatic and he has to sit there for a good <laughs> 10 seconds before the ropes are actually cut free. Yeah. It's very reckless and it keeps going <laughs> and keeps going. Ah, oh, fuck, I'm down to one and that's just... um. The West Memphis Pork Pavilion, which I think is said by Thanatos in relation yeah. to his previous illustrious wrestling career. Oh, it's pretty good. The Hulk, he's climbing to his feet and trying to gather his wits. And again, Thanatos just enters from screen bottom to headbutt Hulk in the chin. From, and and like, he, he comes right <laughs> up from the bottom of the screen, smashes yeah. him in the chin, and Hulk has a quick, oh, fuck, as he, as he recoils. And it's just yeah. masterful. <laughs> what is that? That's not how you do a scene, and it, it's so much better for it. Thanatos is wonderful, but... You know, the Hulk, he's drowning. He's being drowned by Wolfgang in the barrel. And mm. um, all the family are trying to get on him and get get him off. And Wolfgang hits the kid and kicks him and he slides across the room. And the Hulk from under the barrel goes, oh, I'm not having that. And he uses all of his, <laughs> his hidden strength to overpower Wolfgang. Yeah. And he goes, you shouldn't have done that. Why not? Because you shouldn't hit a kid. And I, what is that? What line? What, <laughs> what is that even as a punchline? <laughs> That's that Thanatos snap. <laughs> in that case, I think we're going to end by saying that in spite of the fact that he has now become a bit of a problematic figure, he, Hulk Hogan, is pretty mm. goddamn charming in this. And it's he not is. hard to see why he was such a popular personality in the WWE slash F. Yeah. Formerly F. He's got a great face. He's got a big old mm. chin. He's got a very expressive mouth. That ridiculous mustache. Uh, a heavy brow, which is lovely, complemented by thick black eyelids that mm. give him a sort of Sean Connery look. Granite-style head. He looks like Stan Smith sometimes. <laughs> He's just got a very sort of blocked head, and his obviously huge structure makes him a very fun and slightly awkward presence, which, yeah, is very yeah. enjoyable. There are times there where he's 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 the calm in a storm. That's not yes. the phrase, but in this he is. <laughs> you see... Eye of the Storm and the Tiger. Exactly. His unmoving countenance mm. when people are just losing their shit around him. It was very yeah. reassuring. <laughs> and, you know, just watching him talking about he sh- how he should have plied when he when um <laughs> he's in his big old man leotard. Yeah. Just, he did it well, I think. Yeah, I think so. There was no shame in it, you know? No, he welcomed it. And yeah. even the film wasn't <laughs> like... Oh, a man in a in a leotard. It was just look how lovely this is. The Hulk in a <laughs> in a, in a leotard. Only the uncle, the true villain of the film, true reacted in film. any kind of disgust. Uncle lethal weapon. <laughs> uncle lethal weapon, the villain. Yeah. So I think your experience of watching Mister Nanny nowadays, if you can put out of your mind the the various real life Hulk Hogan stuff, is one of just simple enjoyment. It's quite a fun mm. kids movie. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes it's fun for how bad it is, yeah. and other times it's just bad for how bad it is. But hey, nothing's perfect. I think we can all perfect. agree. We can all agree it's better than Casper. So Paul. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, did we hear anything from the OGT? No. Okay. Nice one. 
Thanks, OGT. All right, let's talk about the one better thing. The one better thing. My one better thing was actually just going to be Mr. Nanny in this case. I think it had enough to make it enjoyable. It made my bad mood a a good one, a glad one. It turned (laughs) me bad into a glad. Ah. Thanks, Hulk Hogan, for gladding my bad. done it for us all um i'll have one i will agree that yes it's it's mostly just a fun film that is entirely functional as its own thing the only thing that i thought about during the film and really this is kind of i guess knocking off the bodyguard a little bit with um the whitney houston which i've not seen actually but another movie that was kind of knocking off that film i think was cory Yuen's the bodyguard from beijing chinese Uh. film uh released in the west as the defender in a heavily edited sort of different version. It stars oh. Jet Li as a guy who is a professional bodyguard who must protect a witness, played by Christy Chung. And he's got to protect her from various, from a seemingly unstoppable army of bad guys who are going to try and take her out in the name of um, eliminating her as a witness to one murder. But in the process of trying to cover it up, they are literally destroying a city, including an immense shootout in a shopping mall, which is really quite fabulous. Um, but oh, that's, great. that's that Chinese corruption, you see. Uh... Yeah. Typical. Uh, film was released in 1994, which is just one year after the Mr. Nanny. And yeah, it's it's got similar beats of this very stuck-up, kind of um, very serious bodyguard played by Jet Li, mm. getting closer to the family, and um, gradually accepting the kid, who's a bit of a shit. Hulk Hogan's in it. <laughs> and Hulk Hogan's in it, which is a big surprise. He plays the kid, which makes for a very <laughs> unusual energy that I really found quite erotic. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, I'd highly recommend the bodyguard from sh- uh, from the bodyguard from Beijing. Beijing, that's the one because it's set in Hong Kong. That's why he's so. There's also a cultural clash there. Of um, yes, in fact, that gets mentioned a few times because they're ostensibly capitalist and keep referring to things ah, like gambling shit. and buying stuff. And Jet Li's, you know, this mainland China star motherfucker who's very competent. So don't worry, this Hong Kong movie was definitely made to suck up to China. But what could be more relevant than Hong Kong slash Chinese tensions at a time like this? Yeah, very prescient, Paul. Very prescient, and perhaps you know. I mean, this is actually before. Um, this is before nineteen ninety-seven. Yeah, this is before. It was still us. Still ours. Oh, I guess. <laughs> All right then. I guess it is yours. Suppose. Can you can you just still say we're great every now and then, and keep all the pictures of the Queen everywhere? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Only in news agents. For some reason. There, mate, we've got bigger things to worry about now. <laughs> Piss off, Charles. Paul, how can people find out more about our opinions on Mr. Nanny and some other films? And current democracy tensions in the East. <laughs> um, you can do that on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, oh, heavy on the politics and Instagram. Don't be pro-democracy, though, because it's, it's not going to go for it. <laughs> um, that's all on OGT Pod. You can send us an email at gmail at OGTPod at gmail.com. You can find us on the A Lot of Green Network, us and other good Australian podcasts, all locatable at OGT Pod at A Lot of Green at gmail forward slash podcasts with an exclamation mark or a question mark. <laughs> Whichever you prefer. How are you feeling core. on the day? Sometimes it's a question mark day. Yeah. And you just have to guess that. The URL just changes. Changes like the wind, mate. Um, <laughs> It'll be wherever you need to find it. Changes like the wind. In a tunnel in face-off containing Nicolas Cage. (laughs) Buy our primer for the philosophies of Hulk Hogan. For a limited time only, if you buy now, you will receive a um, a lovely bamboo cane print 
of um, Macho Man Randy Savage. Throwing us all into a river. <laughs> Having fulfilled um. our purpose. <laughs> of the universe? <laughs> Find out next week on OGT Pod. I'm Paul Dog in the River. I'm Paul Paul in the River. <laughs> and remember, the one good thing about Mr. Nanny is that sometimes getting a 300-pound man into a tutu yields unexpected results. <laughs>